Hello, you're listening to Dragonfly Heart Medicine Radio, a place where like-minded people come together to discuss spirituality, awakening, plant medicine, and more. Okay, it says it's recording, so we'll go with that. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to Dragonfly Heart Medicine Podcast or Dragonfly Heart Medicine Radio. I haven't really decided what I want to call it yet. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> that was a really great intro. Sorry, I have a cold. <laughs> we'll just leave it in there, whatever. Okay, so we have a super, super extra special guest with us today. Not that. All of my other guests haven't been so special, but I've known this guest since elementary school, and we actually had a podcast in high school about our favorite TV show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and we just talked about how awesome the show was and, like, attempted to do, like, analysis of episodes and all the life But obviously, we're on to bigger and better things now. Um, and without further ado, I'm going to let her introduce herself. So go ahead. Tell us a little bit about you, your name and whatnot. Cool. All right. I'm Stephanie and, um, yeah, we've definitely grew up in the same little small town. Um, and after high school, I went through college and did, um, I changed my major like 50 times, but I ended up doing history and then I got my master's degree and then, um, I've been doing the corporate thing for a little while, but that's not something I want to do forever. So just kind of taking it day by day at the time. Yeah. Aren't we all, I mean, yeah. Day by day, moment by moment, that breath by breath. Yes. That's more important. So um, before we get started with our questions and kind of going further into the interview, um, I always like to do two truths and a lie with my guests. It's just something kind of fun. I do have, and I probably shouldn't say this because now I'm going to get it wrong. Um, and just because I know her in elementary school, I have known her for a while, doesn't mean that this is necessarily going to be easy because we haven't really kept in contact, you know, because life gets Yeah. Um, but I've had three guests so far and I've gotten all the lies right. So the person... Oh. But because I said that, I jinxed myself probably. All right. So ready, <laughs> tell us three things about you. And of course, two of them are going to be true. And one of them is going to be a lie. Okay. So number one, I've been to Australia. Number two, I have a pet cockatiel. And then three, I'm allergic to dogs. Okay. Can I ask what a cockatiel is? It's a bird. Okay, that's what I thought, because it sounds like a cockatiel. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I know one of them is probably not true. Um, I'm just going to guess. Okay. You've been to Australia? No, uh, is that the lie? That's what I think the lie is. No, I've been to Australia. Okay, so... <laughs> See there, I'm going to myself. Okay, so you've been to Australia. Where in Australia did you go? Um, I went to Melbourne, so it was beautiful. Oh, cool. Wow, nice. How, when was that? Um, 
It was back in 2012. Um, I went with my, so in college I did model United Nations. And so our group went to um, the Harvard World Competition or whatever, and it was in Melbourne, Australia. So it was really cool. Ooh, that's awesome. Okay. So then what's the lie? I'm allergic to dogs. I love dogs, so I'm not allergic to <laughs> Oh, okay. So, wow. See, this is funny because in my head it got reversed. So... I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know that was not true because um, <laughs> I know she had dogs growing up, but then in my head, like but then in my head, I was like, but I'm supposed to find out what's I don't, like, what's true and what's not a lot. And then I got all like messed up in my head. Oh, sorry. It's all good. It's my fault. It's just how my brain works. All right. Um, so yeah, cool stuff. All right. So. Um, why did you want to be a guest on the podcast? Sure. So um, I'm kind of new to my spiritual journey. And uh, honestly, the fact like we've grown up and everything and just seeing you on your journey and like you, I mean, you, no one has it fully figured out, but like you are really living in your truth. And I love that. And I was truly inspired by that. So I was like, oh, well, that'd be kind of fun to kind of learn, I guess, your tips and tricks and kind of how you, you got into your journey. and. Um, yeah, because I mean, a lot of people I've met um, on my spiritual journey, like growing up, like, I don't know, in our, our town or whatever, um, they have been really receptive to it. So just like knowing someone else that like kind of grew up the same sort of and, and um, that has truly like found their truth and done what they loved is is awesome. So yeah. Well, thank you. That means a lot because, you know, every day, like, especially right now, you know, when things get really difficult, I definitely have those moments where I'm like, like, what am I doing? Is does anybody even like looking at my stuff on post Facebook? Does anybody even care? So, um, thank you for that. And yeah, it does seem like I'm not really friends with a lot of people we were friends with in high school and college because we're just like still doing the like robot thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, don't I agree. Like a robot. Yeah, yeah, so when you say, like, new to your spiritual journey, when, when would you say things started shifting for you? Um, so in 2018, I was working at a really big accounting firm, and it was, um, my boss was borderline abusive, like, just emotionally abusive, and um, I ended up leaving that job, and so I'm at um, another accounting firm now that's a lot smaller, it's a lot, you know, the nine-to-five is a little bit easier, Um but just kind of at a point in my life where I didn't know, I was like, okay, am I just meant to, to do this my whole life? Just, you know, try to heal myself and my body, try to do everything I'm trying to do and just go to work and, and come home. And like, is that what our life is meant to be is just to wake up and do that thing over and over again. Maybe have, you know, maybe get married, maybe have kids, maybe do this or that. And, um, it was terrifying to me because I was like, I know that we're meant for more on this planet. And, um, so I was trying to figure that out. And, you know, also I've been struggling with this thyroid journey. I have, um, Hashimoto's and so I'm trying to get that solved and figured out and try to figure out how to heal myself from that and get my health where it needs to be. That's kind of been, um, something that's pushed it, but definitely just, I would say it was around like February of 2019, just trying to really dig in and, and find new ways. So it's fairly new, but, um, and I have a long way to go. There's a lot, um, a lot of it has been, releasing a lot of limiting beliefs because my parents were very religious and things like that. So it's been kind of a tough journey in that way. 
um, being able to let go of like, oh, chakras. Okay. That's not something I grew up with. Is that wrong? Is that right? Kind of like, just like things like that. Like I'd hold myself back. So, um, yeah. I still got a lot of limiting beliefs I'm pushing through, but, um, yeah, so it's been exciting so far though. Like it's, well, yeah. So like a year ago. Yeah. And I mean, there's always new thing, you know, learning is a constant process. I feel like you're not, <laughs> you're not done learning until you die. And then really you're still not done learning because there's even more, like we are not God. We don't know every single thing. I mean, we, so yeah. So that's so interesting. Yeah. And, um, it does, it starts with that questioning of, is there more like, this right. doesn't make sense that I have to sacrifice my happiness and my well-being just to make money to pay my bills. And that exactly. was like the first question that, and I would like go talk to friends and family and they'd be like, you don't get a choice. You pick money or happiness. And I was like, there's gotta be a way to have both. I have friends who have right. successful businesses and they're spiritual and they're making money and they're happy and enjoying what they're doing. Yeah. So I like left my job a week ago and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Cause I am like, yeah, the struggle's real, but there's also a sense of freedom that comes with that. And I know that the, the not the kind of sucky part is just a transition. Um, right. Things kind of shift and align in my, in my favor. So, um, what are your like goals then? You said, are you still working at that? Where are you working now? So I'm working at, yeah, so the, the accounting firm, um, <clears throat> not the one that was awful, but the one that's a little bit say, girl, get out of there. No, yeah, no. no, I ran from that, um, like plead. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I'm still doing like tax work, which is fine. Um, but I'm, uh, on the side, I'm studying to be a health coach, uh, at in Institute of Integrative Nutrition. So I've started that and it's kind of more of a holistic approach to healing and learning that everyone is their own individual. So like what works for me may not work for you. And just, you know, there's no one diet or way of eating that's perfect for everybody. So, yes. so I, I got into that and so I'm studying that and I'm really enjoying it. Um, so my goals would hopefully to be uh, a health coach, but not just like, here's a diet plan, here you go, you know, good luck kind of thing, but more of um, kind of integrating like spiritual with the health of just um, trying to figure out like what works best for you, what makes you happy in your life and helping people kind of empower themselves to make those changes. Cause you can tell somebody like here, eat this apple and do this. And you know, people can eat all the kale in the world, but if they don't have everything else in their life, that's making them like giving them joy, then it's like, what's the point, you know? Yeah, that's such a beautiful vision. Cause we need more of that. Cause there's so many people that are like, Oh, you have diabetes. Just don't eat sugar. And it's like right. more complicated than that. And mm -hmm. people don't have the emotional support when you change your diet. It's like, a lifestyle and you need support because a lot of people emotionally eat and when you just tell them to drastically change their diet and exactly. just scare them with fear like oh well if you don't change your diet you're gonna go blind you know because your diabetes is so bad like that's not it's helping so people that's scary no, no. um yeah and intuitive eating because like you said no diet is right for everybody and that i get really frustrated with like keto and veganism and like whatever because so many people are like <laughs> harming themselves and not really realizing it because they're trying to like fit into these diet in boxes 
Um, for example, I was vegan for two years because I had a lot of friends who were vegan and kind of pressured me into doing it because they're like, if you're not vegan, then you don't care about the earth. And if you, and if you're be and if you're not vegan, you don't care about the animals. And I can't be friends with you if you're not vegan. And I mean, it was very like not a good diet for me. I ended up my hair was falling out. I stopped menstruating, yeah. and I was doing it the smart way. And I was being very mindful of how much protein I was getting and the different macronutrients. And I was taking supplements, and it's still my body mm-hmm. was like I can't do this. Yeah, your body's rejecting it, and like. Um, for example, like keto with me, that's just, it, I need energy. Like I have to have that energy. And, um, and I just, a lot of these diets that they're pushing these days are not sustainable. I mean, you know, you can't live, you can do keto to lose that weight, but it's not going to be sustainable long-term. I mean, your body needs those macros, like whether or not you, you want to lose the weight or not, your body doesn't care. It wants, it needs that energy. It's like, I think a lot of the problem with diet and weight and all these different things, it starts when we're an adult, not so much because our metabolism slows down, but that's when we try to start. That's when we start telling ourselves things like, Oh, I'm going to get fat and I'm going to, my health is going to decline because when we're kids, First of all, we are very active, but second of all, we don't care. We eat what we want when we want. We listen to our cravings. We listen to our body. Right. Like, as a kid, I was super healthy, and I didn't, yeah. I didn't even have the fear of getting fat because I didn't even know you could get fat. You know, <laughs> like I was just like, I'm yeah, gonna think I want. I'm going to go play outside, and I feel awesome. I mean, granted, yeah. I ate a lot of processed food, which wasn't the best. I did too. Yeah, but <laughs> you know. Our bodies know what they need, and we lose when we get older. I feel like we just lose the ability to listen to our bodies, uh, right? And I just feel like diet shouldn't be like, oh, I have to restrict this or I have to do that. You know, it, everything truly is in moderation. But <clears throat> your body is going to choose the right things if everything else is in order. Like I had to work through a lot of. Um, I don't know if you know the term shadow work, but I had to do a lot of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still kind of working on it. In the shadows a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, just kind of working through some of those limiting beliefs and um, those things affect my emotional eating because you know, if I'm stressed out, that's like the first thing I grab rather than being like, okay, let me actually sit in this and figure out what's going on with me it's instead of reaching for like chocolate cake or something. So the chocolate cake is so good. It is, right? <laughs> it makes it worth it. It's like, it's, like, it's like, and I know for me, because I've struggled with emotional eating, and I, I do like the opposite thing. Like, I would just like go, or, and I'm, I haven't had this issue in several months, but I used to be like, go through phases where I'm just like, screw it, I'm going to eat whatever I want, whenever I want, into the point where I make myself sick, because I just don't want to deal with my emotions. But then I would gain yep. weight, and then I would feel so bad, so I'm like, all right, well, now I'm just like fat and ugly, so I'm gonna just like not eat for a lot for a few weeks. And then it was almost like this game with like, ooh, let's yeah. see how little I can eat and like be okay. And then I'd, I, I would fluctuate between like 10 pounds, 10 or 15 pounds within mm-hmm. just a few months and wonder why I was miserable. Um, and so I'm working on, you know, like healing that, that relationship with my body and with food. And it's been, it's been interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to do a food mood journal and just to see mm-hmm. what works 
me. So like, okay, how do I feel after I eat bread or how do I feel after I eat certain things? Because when I, um, when I first found out I had Hashimoto's, I was like, I'm a scholar. I like to like Google things and figure yeah. out like the best feel something naturally. Cause I don't want to take a pill the rest of my life. Um, cause basically what they tell you is like, here, here's this levothroid. Good luck. You know? <laughs> so, um, I was trying to look into that and they're like, oh, well, do the AIP protocol or like autoimmune protocol. Try that. And so I tried that, but you have to cut out literally everything. And it's just, yeah. it wasn't sustainable for my lifestyle. So I was like, there's got to be an easier way to figure it out. So I've been trying to do a food mood journal just to see, okay, do I really need to cut out gluten? Do I really need to cut out dairy? How does it make me feel after I'm eating it? Um, and just try to be in tune with what my body is saying. Because it's going to tell you if it doesn't want something, you know, like it's going to yeah, send you a exactly. signal. That's a really good idea. Um, Cause when I was vegan, I did it mainly. Well, the first, I was like a very slow process. Like at first I was just like, I'm just going to cut out dairy. And for a while, yeah. I felt a lot better. Like I wasn't as gassy. I wasn't as bloated. Mm-hmm. Then I cut out meat, but I was still eating like eggs and cheese and fish. So I was like kind of like pescatarian. Yeah. Um, then I stopped doing, and then that's when I just all of a sudden was like, fuck it. I'm just going to try to be vegan. So go, you know. And the first couple of weeks, I felt amazing because it's a really good, like, detox. Oh, yeah. I felt amazing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, plants are great. I never want to eat anything from an animal again. Then I restricted my diet even further. So I was vegan and gluten-free because I was like, oh, it must – because I was still feeling bad as a vegan. I was feeling – I mean, like, I would still feel kind of weird. And I was like, well, maybe it's right. – So I stopped eating gluten. And that, that helped a little bit, but I would still feel really weird. And then I finally figured it out. So as a vegan, what's something you eat a lot of that's in all the like meat substitutes and protein powders and stuff? Soy. Soy. Soy yeah. is an endocrine disruptor and is terrible for yeah. people with thyroid issues. So I'm like, no yeah. wonder. <laughs> I thought it was the dairy. I thought it was the meat. I thought yeah. it was the gluten. And this whole time it was soy, which I was eating yeah. double of as a vegan. So now that I am back to being like, you know, an omnivore or whatever, and um, just not eating soy. Like I feel amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize soy was getting me either. Um, I had these gluten-free vegan pancakes. <laughs> they were like pumpkin pancakes or whatever. I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. It's going to be so good. So I would like, or they're waffles. So I'd like mix them with peanut butter and honey. And, um, I went to the doctor like three weeks later and I had that for breakfast every morning. And she's like, your thyroid levels are way off. And I was like, I'm like taking my pill every day. I'm not really sure what's going on. And so I looked and that thing had soy on it. And she's like, yeah, it's basically just negating anything that you're, you're doing with your medicine. So <laughs> it's very interesting how different um, foods kind of affect us depending on what conditions we may have. Yeah. So, and um, just kind of a disclaimer, we're not like oh, yeah, no. bashing like veganism. And like, if you're a vegan, be a vegan. Like I'm not, I'm just saying for me personally, that wasn't working. And Stephanie's sharing for her personally, keto wasn't working to give you an example of like, don't do other diets because other people are doing them. We're just kind of encouraging you to listen to your body. Cause I have friends who've been vegan for 20 years and they thrive oh. on that diet. Yeah. I, I mean, I have a friend that does, um, she's been a pescatarian for a long time and it works for her. Her body's great. She feels good. And I'm like, do you, you know, like, that's just, that's the interesting thing is our bodies are so different. It's impossible for diets to like one diet to work for everybody. It's almost impossible. Just the way our bodies are structured. Our bodies constantly change as we change. So for a few years, one diet may work for you. And then all of a sudden you need something else. So it's interesting. Yeah, it is. (laughs) 
So shifting gears a little bit, going back to you mentioning, you know, a little bit of shadow work and that something mm-hmm. that's very personal. So um, you don't have to go into too much detail about that. But you also mentioned um, you're kind of in that that phase where all these limiting beliefs are coming up for you. So I don't know if you wanted to maybe share some of those and like an example of how you're working to reframe and restructure some of those. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to really work through, um, a lot of it is limiting beliefs in regards to my body just cause I get very frustrated with it. Um, just feeling like I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and just feeling, especially like with like, I don't know, I've, I've been trying to like work with like the ego a little bit. I feel like my ego tells me a lot of things like, oh, you can't do this or that, you know, like, oh, you're okay. You want to be a health coach, but you're not like a hundred percent where you need to be either. Like, what are you thinking kind of thing? Um, so just our, our minds to, can be honestly the meanest critic. <laughs> so just right. trying to work through that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really tough, but um, I've been really trying to do more Oracle readings and working with my spirit guides. That's kind of been one of my new things lately is really trying to communicate with them and kind of let them tell me where I need to go, like in my next steps and how I need to push through these things. Um, but yeah, just working with that and it hasn't been easy just because, um, it's, it's hard because I grew up, like I said, my mother was, my, my, my family was very religious in the sense of like, okay, this is exactly how it's supposed to go. But for me, it's more gray. Like it's not so black and white as I feel like, you know, at least I grew up with, you know, so just trying to push through those. Like I would be doing an Oracle reading and all of a sudden this like thing in the back of my mind would say, you shouldn't be doing this. This is not what you did growing up. Like, what are you doing? Stop doing this. This is mm-hmm. like, well, my, my mom would be like, Oh, this is like, this is satanic. This is bad. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. Oh, and so like wow. these beliefs would just like come up. And, and so then I would, it would destruct like anything that I was trying to work through. So, um, I've really just been trying to work on that and kind of, um, stop putting a label on it and just, okay, I want to read Oracle cards today. Let's just see, you know, and stop putting so much worry into it. So it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not, but you know, it's worth it. And I think it's, you're doing a lot of really good things already, you know, cause the, the key to everything is meditating and learning mm-hmm. about your guides and how to communicate with them. And I love Oracle cards cause Have you too? <laughs> it's a really simple, direct way um, to kind of listen. Cause a lot of times we talk a lot and we start asking all these questions and our guides are like, I want to help you, but you won't shut up. Yeah. So Oracle yeah. cards, I feel like are really easy, like simple way to just be like, okay, just show me the card. That's right for me. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I notice sometimes I like, I don't like the answer that they give me. I'm like, I don't like that. Card. <laughs> and so I'll like meditate again the next day and I pull the same card. And it'll just keep coming up and they're like, it's like, you this need is the one for you. And I'm just like, I don't like that. I don't like that answer. Um, so that's fun. So how long um, is your training for the health coach? It's about a year. So um, I'm about three, four months in. So it's still very new. Um, we're getting through the like health side of things. And then the nice thing about it is they teach you about, um, they call it primary food and it's like your relationships, your career, your spirituality, your, um, financial situation, like how you, your beliefs for in your finance situation and things like that. And it's like, if those things aren't 
where they need to be, then it's really hard for you to focus on eating the right things if everything else in your life is kind of chaotic. So um, it's really brought to my attention some things that I need to work on. Like, okay, well, you know, I can eat all the salad I want, but right now my career is not where I want it to be. So I really need to kind of think about what would bring me joy in my life and what would really light me up. So, yeah. So what can bring you joy? What are your like favorite things to do? Um, honestly, I love reading about like spirituality and things like that. I love, um, I've recently been on an Ayurveda kick. Do you know what Ayurveda is? Yes. I love Ayurveda. I eventually I want to get some training in that, but it's, it's a lot. Eventually. Very in-depth. Um, it is. Pricey. Yeah, it is, but it was so eye-opening. That was kind of one of the first things I looked into with my spiritual journey. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I, I my a girl that I know, um, her name's Sahara Rose. She has like a quiz. You can like do your, figure out your dosha. And I didn't know anything about Ayurveda at the time. So I looked it up on course in my kapha. So <laughs> I was looking that up and just trying to learn more about, um, my dosha and things like that. And it's very eye opening to see, okay, well, um, this actually really resonates with me. And just seeing that like ancient wisdom can still be applied to modern times is really cool mm-hmm. to me. I love the fact that like yeah. such old world can still be relevant in today. And I feel like in society, everything's like newest iPhone, newest laptop, newest technology. And it's like, we're forgetting about the beautiful ancient things that we could still, that still are very true today, which I love. Uh huh. So for anybody um, who maybe has not heard of Ayurveda, who's listening, do you want to summarize it real quick? Sure. So it is an ancient, um, in, I think it's Indian wisdom or ancient uh-huh. from, so it's almost like 3000 year old, um, health system that basically explains it loops three people into, or it loops people into three different constitutions, which are called doshas. And so you have the, um, Vata is very airy. It represents like air. And, um, so, so certain people may fit more into that. And it's more of the creative like the creative side and things like that. And then you have the pitta, which is more fire. Um, so those people like really like spicy foods and things like that. Very aggressive, very confident. Um, and then kapha is more of like the people say it's like lazy, but it's not really lazy. It's just more of someone who really likes to relax, enjoy like the lush things in life. Um, and so those three different doshas have different ways of eating. Um, different ways of like taking care of yourself. And then if you do too much of one dosha, then it gets out of balance. And so, um, the whole goal is to kind of balance all three and have a a good balance with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's very interesting. Um, I'm Pitta, but also caught, um, not caught, Pitta and Vata. I'm mostly Pitta, but like just a little bit more Pitta. Like when I took the quiz, they were very like neck and neck, which makes sense. It always feels like there's like this war in between me, between like the airy floaty like I'm not grounded in that like pit of like oh my gosh I need to eat so much food because my digestion is just like on fire um right and which is why because I remember like I used to try fasting like intermittent fasting because so many of my friends were doing that as you there's a a theme I do a lot of things my friends do and I feel (laughs) terrible I'm like I didn't feel great and then one day I was researching and it was like oh fasting is actually like terrible for the pitta dosha because you do have such a strong digestive fire. Like if you're fasting, there's just like too much stomach acid or something like that. And I was just like, Oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, was, I, can, I can fast for like half a day to a day and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. At noon, I'm hungry. <laughs> right. I'm like, Give me the, all the food, all yeah. the food. Now I just want to cook yeah. yummy Ayurveda food. I'm actually doing a 
um, eating a lot of kitchia lately because it's yes, I love it's cheap and it's really good for you and your digestion. And I feel a lot more. There's a, there's an awesome cookbook. It's actually by Sahar Rose Katabi. Um, it's called Eat Feel Fresh, and it's basically um, plant based Ayurveda. Um, and it's pretty cool because it shows you different options you can do for the three doshas and things like that. So I've been doing a lot. Of feels like an oatmeal or something you can create and so it's oh, so good and they have like a six taste bowl that you can kind of like throw in your own like ingredients it's pretty cool yeah. and I love Ayurveda cleanses and detoxes because it's not yes. like here like here in the U.S. it's like god like you're gonna freaking kill yourself because it's like so intense here it is Ayurveda is just like very gentle like you feel a little bit of the detox symptoms but it's so mm-hmm. gentle, like the Kitri cleanse, you eat Kitri for three days. And if you get bored, okay. you can add oatmeal in, but that's like it. It's simple right. and you're still getting some like substance, you know, Yeah, you feel like you're dying because when you're detoxing, you're getting rid of any toxins you've accumulated, which can put a lot of stress on your liver and your kidneys. So when you're doing these intense cleanses where you don't even ease into it and then you decide you're going to do like, you're just going to eat raw food for like a month. Like your body's like, what in the world? Like <laughs> you don't eat into it or out of it. You just like falls to the wall and like, so you feel like sick. you have the flu and you get sick and it's just like, oh, That's why do we like, have to be like that in the U.S.? Why do we have to be so like hard? hardcore or whatever it's like yeah well that's that's the biggest thing I think I've just been resisting to is um you know I feel like I've been hearing a lot about how kind of like we're in a new paradigm where people are trying to like move inward and like really give um credit back to the earth and like really like center ourselves with the earth again but it's like so hard because you know we live in I, I forgot what it was I think it was an article you actually might post it it was something that's like let's stop saying like, Oh, I'm so busy. Like, let's stop like acting like that's a badge of honor. Like, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm so busy. I'm so exhausted. I have no time to do anything like that stresses me out. I don't like being busy, exhausted and tired. Like that's the three worst combination of things that I want to be. And it's like this weird competition. Like, like you ask your friend, like, how are you? Oh, I'm so tired. Let me tell you my long to-do list. And they're like, right. Oh, wow. But look at how, t- look at why I'm tired. I have even more reasons to be tired. Exactly. It's just like, what? Bizarre like, world is this? Like, go rest yourself. Self-care. Take a bubble bath. Yes. Oh, I love self-care. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some of your, like, favorite self-care things that you do? Um, I love taking, um... I've kind of, as I'm, I'm doing more spiritual things, I'm very ritualistic kind of, um, I like to do, I call it like magic, but it's not magic. I mean, it's not like pulling your body out, <laughs> but I call it like my little magic, my little witchy things is kind of what I like to say. Um, my mom would kill me if she heard me say that anyways. Um, um, I like to do like essential oils in the bath, like lavender and just like calming, um, scents. I'll do a little bit of essential oils in the bath. And then I've been really into, um, couple here actually like crystals like I'll put some yeah. crystals like grounding um although that one's more for like spiritual stuff but I'll put some more grounding crystals in there and I'll just um turn the lights off put on a nice little candle turn on some really classical music and just sit and relax that's kind of one of my favorite things and then that or meditation just sitting in not even really have a guided meditation but just listening to music and um 
and just kind of like kind of going inward, I think, in like journaling or just different ways that like focus on me, I think would be my biggest self-care things. Not still like go because I used my old self-care to be like, okay, I'm gonna go shopping. And um Mine too. that was never a good idea because I mean obviously you're gonna grow in debt. Retail therapy. <laughs> right, right. So I stopped doing that and I've been like, okay, let me just make some coffee and read a really good book or, you know, just more of it's like staying home now rather than like going out. Yes. I, what about you? Yeah. Um, so I like to take baths too, but I'm renting a house right now and it's just a standing shower. So like I haven't been able to really take baths. Um, I was visiting my parents a lot because um, my dog lives with them currently because I can't have pets here. And so my excuse would be like, let me go visit my dog and take a bath. Um, but now I don't visit them as much and it just feels weird to like, I even like one night messaged my friend and was like, I know this is a really weird question, but can I come over and borrow your bathtub? And she was hey, like, I love you, but I'm trying to conserve water. So no, and I was like, oh, no. I was like, I totally understand. That's cool. It's kind of a weird thing anyway. Um, so yeah, but I did do a float tank recently. Oh, how is that? Place in Greensboro. But they had a float tank and they had a float room. So I signed up for the float room and it was much bigger. So you could like do like completely just stretch out and float and you would oh, kind of move oh. around a little bit and you had options. So you could have music playing, you could have lights on, yeah. you could have, and you picked like your favorite color. And then they had these little like stars on the ceiling. So if you wanted deprivation, you could turn the music and the lights off and just be floating in darkness with no sound. But I liked the, I, I didn't like the music, so I turned that off. But, like, I just left the stars on, and it was, like, purple stars. And then you're, like, floating there, and it literally feels like you're in space, because it's, like, you're floating, so there's no gravity. And the stars looked real, like, really realistic. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. And it was so oh my hours, And it was so, so relaxing. Yeah. Does it, so, I, I've been wanting to do that, because we have a couple here in Charlotte. So, it's worth it. It's, it's, it's totally worth it. And then it was, like, and then of course it got really trippy because like, um, you know, I'm an empath, a highly sensitive person, whatever you want to call it. And so yeah. I don't realize how much stuff I'm constantly taking in, even when Me I'm out by myself and it's quote unquote quiet, I'm still like sensing energy from people because I live in the, the middle of Greensboro and you don't hear or see or feel anything because it's like in this room that's like designed for sensory deprivation so it was just like yeah. oh my god like I don't feel anything I don't feel anything it's just me and god like it's just me and god Whoa. oh wow. there really is no separation like this is what it really is we just get distracted by all the other crap but this is how it really is right and then I just start like crying I'm like oh my god I would too that's get out but I didn't want to get out I was like no I don't want to go back into where just just people <laughs> and noises and traffic like I just want to stay here forever yeah. Well, so let me ask. Yeah. See, you said you're an empath. I am too. I've actually recently kind of like accepted the fact that that's what it is. Um, cause I would just go into a room and like, if there was tense energy, I would just feel it and want to like get out. Like I was anxious. Um, how do you protect yourself from that energy? Is there anything that you do? Cause I am trying to figure out how oh, to do that. This is an ongoing process for me because it seems like the more my gifts expand, the more also the more of an empath I am. And so, and, um, I have a friend who does human design. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yes, it's pretty much like that. you get like this chart of yourself and it's, it's really in depth. And he only did like the surface level of stuff. 
Um, but it pretty much just outlines like you and all your chakras and a whole bunch of other different things. And they're either like white or colored in. And if they're white, that means like that chakra is like almost like too open or whatever. And like, it means you're more susceptible to be influenced in those chakras by other people. Like five out of the seven for me are white. And so that just means like, I'm kind of like this, he was just telling me like, you just have to realize that about yourself and you can do all the protection you want, but you get to a certain point when you have to leave so that you can clear other people's energy out because it's just like, it just happens. So I've found Mm -hmm. like I have this limit and it's not, it doesn't build. It's just all of a sudden there. It's about an hour. If I really know the people, it might be an hour and a half. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I have too much of their energy. And so I Mm -hmm. leave and like go to the bathroom or go outside and get some fresh air. Um, It's really interesting. But I mean, there are some things I do. So before I even go into a group of people, or it can even be just hanging out with one person. Sometimes it can just be a lot. So Mm -hmm. I will just intentionally meditate and I'm a Reiki master teacher. So I will intentionally meditate and call in Reiki and do a few of the symbols just and create this like shield around myself. Um, but a lot of people use their own energy to create the shield. So then it becomes drained. Oh. But you, yeah. use, if you're, okay. if you're Reiki attuned, you use Reiki or you call upon like archangels or God to create that energy and to create that shield for you. Because if you're using mm. your own energy to maintain the shield, it, it's even, it's more draining than if you wouldn't even have the shield up. Cause the whole time you're like consciously thinking of like that. Um, so you can imagine like white light coming from God or whatever, uh, whatever you want to call it. I personally, my favorite archangel is Archangel Michael. He's just like yeah. a badass and he's like uh, the, he's a really good angel for protection. Um, and mm-hmm. his, like they all have a symbol. His symbol is a blue sword with like this right. blue like flame. So I'll visualize like holding that sword in front of my heart and like behind my heart and then imagine being surrounded in the blue light. And that almost always instantly makes me feel protected and safe and grounded. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. And then of course like stones, like, but those absorb energy too. So you get to a point where like, don't, if you're not clearing them, then it's almost worse wearing them because then they get, yes. So that's why I like to just use now, like I use stones sometimes, but I prefer to just use like Reiki or archangels Mm -hmm. because that's not something that needs to be constantly like charged, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah. Yeah. And honoring myself and knowing that if I get overwhelmed to just take a quick break and like explain it to people. And if they think it's weird or they think take it personally, that's like their problem, you know, that's on them. <laughs> yeah. That's like the, in the four agreements, don't take things personally because how people yes. react has nothing to do with you. I'm having to learn that. That's a tough lesson. <laughs> that's a yeah, very tough lesson. Right? I must've said it just now because I needed to be reminded um, so yeah, we're getting kind of towards the end of oh, yes. the podcast, but I wanted to ask a little bit about, you know, your plans with this health coaching. So, um, do you plan on, you know, starting your own business with this or is it something you're just kind of going to do on the side? Do you, what are you, what's your future um, goals? Ultimately? Yes. I would love to have my own business. Um, my goal would be to have several one-on-one clients. I'd love to create like a, um, like different content. Like, so one would be like, maybe like a masterclass on just kind of, I would love to eventually be able to do Ayurveda too. Cause that's absolutely like one of my favorite things. Um, and I would love to bring that into a more modern, um, understandable, you know, so 
but yeah, I would love to have like some courses and some one-on-one, some accountability groups. Um, so that's kind of like the future goal, um, to get to that point, but it is going to start off more as like a side thing just so, so I can kind of like break away from the nine to five and kind of figure all that out. As you know, that's kind of, that's that can always be kind of paired a little bit. Um, so it's kind of like the goal. I'm still trying to figure out like what I want my brand to be named. Um, yeah, I was just going to ask you, do you have a name yet? I don't. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm actually, that's something I've really been leaning on my spirit guides to show me. Um, they will. So the, yeah. So I'm just, I'm trying to take it easy and just try to slowly make that shift over. And then I know that when the time's right, they're going to tell me. So I'm just kind of waiting on that. But once that's, um, once I have that, I'd like to, you know, start blogging, start getting some more, um, things. I eventually would love to have a podcast and you are definitely yeah, podcast. <laughs> so much fun. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So be really and I really wish I could find some of the, the old files from our podcast, but it's on like oh my, my dad's God. old computer that went to go see Jesus when they sold the house. And I'm just, and I was like, well, they've got to be on the internet somewhere, but like there are all those websites. Oh, we had so much fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was good. Well, as soon as you have a business name and you get stuff in the works, even if it's like a year from now. Definitely keep me posted. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's where really, like, I didn't know what the heck I was going to call my business and I was meditating a lot on it and nothing came and nothing came. And then all of a sudden it was like, here's your name. And I was like, that's like genius. Oh, thanks. Hire self. Like that's really cool. Maybe. I love that. I think that's really cool. I do like that name. I like the dragon. Too. I've really been into spirit animals lately. Um, yeah. Ever since our, our, that one Reiki um, yeah. mm-hmm. session I did, and I saw the frog, I've been seeing frogs oh, everywhere. So. so cool. Yeah. One of my most recent spirit animals. Um, and at first I was like, really? Is a stink bug? <laughs> Is it what? A stink bug. Oh, that's fair. I mean, and that's they, because every animal from ants to dragons are, you know, yep. adolescents. And it was just all, I don't remember now, but when I read it, it was like perfect. And it was about like spiritual protection and your armor and a whole bunch of other things. But it was funny because I was visiting a friend in Asheville and I was kind of having a hard time that, that weekend. And there was this stink bug that was just hanging out in the kitchen. And I mean, you might, people might think I'm crazy or I'm making this up, but every time I would sit down in the kitchen, it would just come over to me. It would be like on the complete oh. other side of the table and it would just start walking over to me. And then as soon as it would That's get hilarious. to calls, and it was like, hang out on my hand and just like, like oh. hang out. And my friend would try to let it come on him and he would just, it would just go the opposite direction. No, not so I called her Juanita. She was a Hispanic stink bug. Her name was Juanita. And then, like, later, I saw this other stink bug, and I was like, are you Juanita? And it was like, no, I'm not, and I'm a male, I'm not a female, and then, so I was like, oh, so you, and then I turned to my friend, I said, it's not Juanita, it's Johnito. Johnito. <laughs> and the stink bug was like, no, don't me that. I was like, and then I mean, so we just, like, and then when I left, the next Monday, he sent me a picture, I was like, Juanita's still in the kitchen. I love it. <laughs> Great. I was visiting my ladybug the other day. So there was oh, one just on so our house. I don't know how it got in. Yeah. It was yeah, cute. Good it's rare to see them in the winter, too. That's yeah, that's why I was kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw, saw I like, uh, a yellow jacket the other day, too. 
Oh, that is very strange. And then, well, well, I mean, on the days it was kind of warm and sunny, it was just like flying around my feet. I was like, it's January. Like, what are you doing here? Like, what are you doing? You're going to be like, yeah, but nature gets confused, you know. And then tomorrow here in North Carolina, you know, it's supposed to be like sunny. Yeah. sunny. And then like snow next week. I don't know. Oh, I hope we get snow. I would love a snow day. Um, anything else you want to share before we end the um, podcast? I can't think of anything, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great. And thank you so much for just sharing about where you are in your journey. It's, it's so cool to see, you know, like friends that I don't talk to for a while and then see them yeah. diving into their spiritual journey. So thank you for sharing your insights with us. And I can't wait to hear more about your businesses and things when they get up and running. Perfect. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening.